Phoebe's feline lowdown of lockdown. 7th of May. I've kept a fairly low profile today. That means laying down anywhere, but especially where people can fall over me. This afternoon in the garden, I kept throwing myself at Sarah's feet. Some may ask if I was overcome with cheesy smells, but that wasn't the case. If there was a spot of concentrated sunshine, I'd lay down on my back seductively to entice Sarah to stroke my tummy. It worked the first couple of times, but Sarah's a fickle creature and seemed keener to talk to her plants in the greenhouse. I can't see the appeal. After all, they aren't going to respond by draping themselves over her, lavishing love and affection and mouse breath. Mind you, I don't do that too often either. No sign of chubby checker for a few days now. Someone suggested that perhaps I was withdrawn because I was pining for him or a boyfriend in general. Celia wondered if my behaviour of late is hormonal, as Sarah suggested that perhaps I'd gone through my kitten phase. That, of course, means I'm entering into my adolescent teenage years, which involves sulking when I don't get my own way and being stroppy. Am I turning into Kevin the teenager? Has my quietness been misjudged as tiredness and instability instead of the usual teenage qualities of inability to get out of bed and rational thought? Are Celia and Sarah reverting to their teenage selves as they don't like getting up in the morning and stagger downstairs dishevelled and moody? Celia says, I should point it out to you that she doesn't appear dishevelled and moody. That's Sarah's lack of dress sense with rational thought sadly lacking. Celia arrives late, but always looks neat and tidy around the edges. She says, sorry, a thousand times and gets her suggestive biscuits and eats them for breakfast, even though it's actually time for elevensies or possibly twelvesies. By the time I've already had my breakfast, Lovingly prepared by Celia, who, having dished it out at the crack of dawn, goes back to bed for a further snooze. Dave and Daphne are up with the larks and bustling about while snoozing continues upstairs. Now that I'm a teenager, I feel entitled to be sulky and mooch about, going out late, returning in the early hours of the morning. Emotionally, the lockdown is taking its toll. Sarah keeps on about the black dog. I can't imagine why. I would have thought a black cat like me would be enough. She says some people find this black dog following them around and it's not a nice gentle miniature poodle called Licorice or a bouncy black Labrador named Guinness. It's more like a Rottweiler looking large and menacing. I do think they don't get a good press. Some of them are very nice. Mind you, I wouldn't want to be down an alley with one on a dark night. Sarah says she has a black dog that threatens her sometimes. I'm surprised because the only dog I've ever seen her with is a white one called Hugo that Celia bought for her for her last birthday and sometimes sits on her bed. She thinks it's very important to keep in touch with people during lockdown and yaps away on her phone to all and sundry. Lots of people, according to her, are finding life difficult at the moment. They feel isolated or worried, a bit scared or helpless, but that's perfectly normal. She is trying to focus on the things she can control, which obviously excludes me, like 
who she talks to and not listening too much to the radio reports. Once a day is enough to listen to updates. Too much information can drag her down and then she finds a black dog prowling around. Sadly, she hasn't got such good control over what she eats, but you can't be good at everything. I think I heard her saying she would like some chocolate, but her Easter eggs are finished. She asked Daphne, who's going shopping tonight, for a bag of sugar-free Werther's. I wonder if her black dog has got a name. Sarah likes unusual names, so it will probably be called Arbuthnot or Montmorency Augustus Crump. It certainly wouldn't be called Fluffy because that's a cat's name. Or Sprinkles Honeydew Buff, which made it sound like a friendly dog, which it is not. I think the time is drawing near when I will go off for my nightly perambulation around the neighbourhood. Sarah did say some people look forward to hearing about me and it cheers them up. She would say, I can't imagine why anyone would be cheered up by a very naughty cat. But I can imagine why. It's because I'm so adorable. I will finish with an interesting fact. The two oldest cats on record lived to 38 and 34 years old. Both were owned by the same owner and lived on a diet of bacon, eggs, broccoli and coffee. I do hope Celia reads this as I've never tried any of those things. Correction, I have tried broccoli when a bit fell on the floor. It was ugh, yuck, double yuck, horrible. Have a lovely day, one and all.